Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Good morning. How's it going, Lacers? Uh, it's day four of um, the Lacing Your Narrative with the Spiritual Thread um, daily check-ins. Um, and I'm just checking in. Um, hope that you all are having a great week. Um, I was just, yeah, like really just kind of checking in. Um, I have been uh, listening to some podcasts and meditating and really that's kind of how I've been spending my time um, focusing on my narrative as far as like, what did you learn about religion while a child? Um, I also, you know, I had therapy a couple days ago. That was really helpful for me to kind of be able to talk a little bit about like what this process has been. Again, I'm surprised at how like, how much more things are just fleshing out, um, which has been really kind of helpful. Um, I came across a podcast this morning that I thought I might share with you all. I listened to a certain episode. It was called, um, it's called Queerology. Um, and it's a podcast that is, um, it's on belief and being. Um, and it's done by a, um, it's done by Matthias Roberts. And I've actually listened to it quite a bit. Um, there's some really good stuff on it, especially for folks who are maybe queer and have like Christian experience. Um, again, I apologize. I, um, a lot of, um, I mean, I feel like Christianity has impacted a lot of us, whether we ever identified as one or not, or we still do. Um, but um, I will work on trying to figure out some other ways as well. I feel like I really just need to hear from folks. You know, sometimes I want to be like, <laughs> I want to be the, I want to be able to be the thing for everybody, I guess. And that's just might not be possible. So um this first round might be very, I guess, I don't know, I'm just kind of putting it out there. But this person, there was a person on this uh, podcast this morning. It was called, it's called Living Death with Rachel Ward. Um, and they are a um, living death doula, um, which really made me think a lot about kind of um, my queer chaplainship um, and kind of like the work that I do. Um, they, um, they uh, basically, they say faith did not help form identity, but kept 
um, them from their identity, which is something that I think I'd mentioned earlier, that idea that, that um, I think my aunt had asked me about, um, I think it was just kind of in relation to my sexuality, my sexual orientation, my gender as a young person to church um, impact that in any way. And I think in some ways it kind of pulled me away from it, sheltered me, it, it did. I think it felt it did keep me from my identity. But I don't think that church and religion was the only thing that kept me from my identity growing up. You know, I grew up in a rural small town in Idaho. There were plenty of opportunities all around me to um, to like not have an opportunity to form like my identity um, or being kept, sorry, being kept from my identity. Um, you know, it wasn't safe for me to express or explore or even come to know parts of myself that, um, yeah, that I know today, put it that way. Um, so I think, I do think that faith and religion um, did kind of form that, did it, in some ways, I think it might've protected me. It might've um, gave me a space to go and <laughs> distract me too. I don't know. I was thinking about that a little bit more. Good morning, Elizabeth. I saw your your red heart. Thank you for joining. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about that this, this morning about also like how um, religion or spirituality and even identities in a lot of ways, they, um, whenever you attach yourself to one or you attach yourself to any group of people, um, it kind of comes with a bunch of structure and framework around it, I think. Um, like if you identify as being Christian, then I don't know, there's a certain amount of Christian rules maybe. Um, and the, the rules vary, I think, depending upon your understanding of Christianity and whatever like denominations combination you're in or whatever. Um, but because you did kind of take on this identity, then it tells you what you do, what you don't do, maybe what you wear, what you don't wear, who you hang out with, who you don't hang out with. Um, and identities can be that way as well too, you know, because you're queer, because you're gay, um, because you, um, you're an architect, you know, all these sorts of things that we can attach to can kind of help us make decisions for ourselves on how we live our lives. However, I don't think like, it's just like we choose them and we get these sorts of things. I think like for me, I've, I've chosen these identities because they align with a good part of who I am. Um, so why, why do you have a cross when you don't believe in religion? Um, Thanks for that question. Um, you're not the only person who's um, came that up. And I don't not believe in religion. Um, I, um, and my cross is very much um, related to Jesus even. Um, I grew up um, definitely like a Jesus follower. I was saving people for Jesus. Um, and I still have a pretty strong relationship for, for Jesus and religion, me personally. Um, this like, process right here is for anyone, regardless of their kind of belief system. But for me, um, the cross actually is a representation. The first time that I ever wore a long earring, it was a cross. And for me, that was a way of being able to marry my, my queerness, my um, all of who I am, and actually re-invite spirituality 
and God back into my existence. And so it was like a way for me to remind myself and to show the show like the world, if you will, that I'm on this journey as well. And so it was like a daily reminder for me to be like, it's just a reminder a lot like I do my tattoos to kind of remind me of what it is that I'm seeking, what it is that I'm trying to understand, what it is that I am, that I don't have to deny um, the parts of myself I thought I had to in order to have a relationship with God or even Jesus or, or whatever as a follow-up. I think religion exists to give the truth and the goal goal of life. Of life. <clears throat> yeah, I think religion um, is super helpful. I think it's really helpful for folks. I think it helps give people a design for living. Um, but I don't think that religion is the only place you can get that. And in my experience, <clears throat> and again, it's, it's also like, it's all like, oh, I was talking with my, with my aunt about the Bible and she was talking about how everything is in the Bible that, that I need to know. And I need to read the Bible myself if I wanna know how it relates to me or how, like, how it can inform me that there's some gray area. It's not like black and white. It's something that we get to come to understand via our relationship. And religion, I think, yeah, it gives us a set of people that we can meet with on the regular. It gives us maybe some boundaries and some parameters. Um, in my experience, though, it's been, it was difficult for me to have religion. And <clears throat> I feel like I'm closer to God now. And I have more of a relationship with God um, outside of religion. However, I do participate in a lot of religious spaces um, because it can be helpful. But a lot of the times I just don't feel like, like church has really created a space in which I can, can grow closer to God in even, at least right now. Um, and another question, because if there is no consequences, the world will fall apart because nothing will stop me from doing bad things. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I understand that. And I don't think that, um, I, of course there's consequences, um, but I don't know that that has to be something that is told to me by religion. I think it can be helpful, but you know, most of us are not going to do everything, um, I guess, correctly. What am I trying to say to this? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I think that if we're really honest with ourselves, if we can get to a place where we're honest with ourselves, um, which I wasn't able to do in church. In church, I felt like it was very shame-based. Shame I didn't feel like I could really talk about what was going on. I wasn't able to share what was really going on because I don't know, it wasn't the space for it. So being able to get into a space where I could really share those things really was more helpful and got me to a place where I could check into myself and say, hey, is this something, I guess that like to use your language that is bad or that has consequences. I'm not always going to do things like that are bad just because I'm human or you know, like I, I have the ability to make decisions and to determine for myself. 
with reflection and meditation and prayer. And to me, my understanding of God and all that is a big part of that. Um, so, so now I can really ask myself, what is, what is um, healthy and what is not healthy for me? What is getting me the outcomes in life that isn't? I kind of feel like, um, I guess for me, I feel like it's almost like when you grow up and you're, you're given rules, like as a kid, but then when you become an adult, you kind of just have to figure things out on your own. Um, and I think there's a little bit of that that kind of happens. I think that's kind of where things have been for me outside of religion. I feel like sometimes, and this is my perception, is that I can't grow very much within a religious box. Um, that that it can be like a foundation, it can, it can be a checkpoint, but I have to build on that which I think is still very religious kind of thinking too. Um, sorry to talk a lot, but I'm, um, you wanna know what others think? Yeah, you're not, um, you're not talking too much at all. I actually really appreciate the engagement and the opportunity to, um, to just speak and on some of the, the questions that you have or the statements that you have. And um, I'm not a religion basher, I'm not saying that um, it's not good or people who have religion are not good. Um, I, I can only just share from my, from my experience. Um, and that's really a lot of what the work that I do too, is just to try to create space in which we can hear other people's experiences. Um, and so, yeah, I hope that um, <laughs> that was a little something I really appreciate. I, I feel like, um, sometimes when you get uh, questions like this and you just kind of like shoot from the hip <laughs> um, and uh, so haven't really thought a lot about how to respond, which can maybe be a good thing too. Um, I look forward to kind of listening back to this <laughs> to hear um, back um, how I responded. But I appreciate you um, participating and um, uh, look forward to getting a chance to speak with you more in the future. Yeah, but we must put the religion in test before following it. Yes, I agree. I think that we have to be really thoughtful and intentional about what it is that we decide to get behind, whether it's a religion, whether it's, um, I mean, it can even be just around like a job to take or um, people to hang out with that, you know, it's really important for us to like really consider what our environment and the people around us are telling us and whether or not that's really going to be good for us. But I do feel like that's something that is better when I can come to a conclusion with that rather than just kind of doing what everybody else is doing. Um, just following, following what other people are doing, um, which is actually a function of my relationship with God and a higher power. Because if I were to just do what people think I'm supposed to do all the time, I get lost, I get disconnected, I lose my grounding. But if I think about, I'm a spiritual person, I'm a person who is trying to live a certain lifestyle, how would I respond to this particular situation? How would I want to, how would I want to respond? What would I do if, or because I am a spiritual person, rather than that's what this person says I should do, or that person says I should be doing this, for me to really be checking in with my understanding of my religion, my spirituality, my set of values, my set of ethics or morals, um, 
that might've been given to me by other people, or I might've come up with my own, but I'm able to kind of go back to those things and utilize those in a way that helps me live my life better. And I find that I actually get the results that, I'm, that I've been trying to get my whole life um, more often when I can actually just take that time and think about how would my higher self respond to this? If I could be the best person I wanna be, how could I respond in this situation? Um, if I can actually take the moment and pause and think about that before I respond, that's great. But oftentimes um, I don't always get to have that opportunity to do that. I hadn't had that opportunity a lot in my life. I feel like I'm privileged, if you will, at a space that I can pause and I have an awareness of all of that. Um, another statement, because in Christianity, there's a lot of things that did not seem correct with all due respect to everyone following this religion. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah. And that's, I have a really hard time with that because I have been, you know, I was taught a very narrow or I came to know a very narrow understanding of religion that not only didn't love or care me as, as like, it's not always just about queerness and sexuality and gender, but it's also about racism and, uh, like just equality and justice um, and all of like, there's just so much more to it that I wasn't really shared about in religion on its own, at least the religion that I grew up in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, that's why I feel like it's such an individual thing. I really appreciate your comments. Is it, is it Mekni? Um, I'm sorry if I pronounced it incorrectly, but I really appreciate you joining me this morning. Hey, Mary Peter. I appreciate the way you're entering this discussion and holding the tension between received religious belief, lived experience, and a way of living that affirms and celebrates the joy within and around you. Thank you, Mary. And Mary says, and you're rocking the cross earring, which dances while you speak, especially when you're passionate. Thanks, Mary Peter. <laughs> uh, it's great to connect with you as well. Um, yeah, I uh, really, I appreciate the conversation this morning. It gets me to kind of like dig in a little bit deeper. Um, I'm right. I'm a little bit longer than I wanted to go this morning with our just check-in. Um, as you may or may not know, um, I have a, a live stream eight-week workshop series called Lacing Your Narrative with a Spiritual Thread. Um, and this is day four. Um, and this week we are focusing on what did you learn about religion while a child? Um, so um, we're, we're thinking about that, we're writing about that, we're creating art around that. Um, and then uh, Thursday tomorrow, we'll also have a private group time um, in a Zoom room. So if you're participating, if you have questions, um, feel free to pop into that Zoom room. It'll be tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And the link is in the description. Um, so click the link in the description and it'll take you to all the things you need or direct message me and I can give you that information as well. Um, and then Saturday we'll have our, our second, um, our second official day for this the workshop series, and then we'll go on to our next portion of writing and creating for week two. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Um, I love you all. Take care, and um, and um, again, thank you for joining me this morning. And have a great day.
Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't, but we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, Check it out. Splintered Grace podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.